on this episode of AV Week. We are live from Integrated Systems Europe 2016. We talk about the latest technology being released this year, education, and what exactly are Whisper Suites. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Infocom International. This is AV Week. Episode 233, recorded Friday, February 12th, 2016. Live from ISC 2016. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. is AV Week, your <laughs> weekly wrap-up of audiovisual information. Audiovisual information, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah. We're live here from Infocom, good lord, from ISC 2016, okay. uh, Integrated Systems Europe, owned half by Infocom International. Uh, my name is Tim Albright, last time I checked, uh, I'm your host. Uh, this is day four. So, here's what we're doing. We are recording it, thanks to our, our fabulous staff. Uh, we are in the lovely AV Magazine booth. Lovely is Lovely. Lovely. Uh, we're all lovely people on it. Yes. yes. Uh, we are streaming this live uh, for those of, those back uh, of our listeners and, and viewers. Um, yeah. We should say hello to Chris Netto. We should ha- say hello to Chris oh, Netto. Hello, Chris Netto. Hello, and I'm going to turn this around because I only have one camera for that. That gentleman right there is Adrian Cottrell. I also have with me um, George Tucker and... Clive Coldwell. Clive Coldwell. Thank Hello you, sir. Good life. Do I come, am I coming over all right? You're coming over lovely. Am yes. I fitting into the camera? That's you why are. I, yeah, good. <laughs> See, that's why it I turned it away from me. I know. Because <laughs> it it's not quite... It feels like day 10. There we are. It does feel like day 10. I've lost the world a little bit. Um, so let's get into that for a second. Um, Adrian, you interviewed a lot of folks this week, and, and me, uh, so thank you very much for that. No problem. Uh, right before I got on was, was Mike Blackman, the yes. gentleman that, that runs ISC. And I've heard different numbers uh, over the last 24, 28 hours of the attendance of this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So to put this into context, um, ISC has traditionally, last year was about 59, 60,000, right? I have heard numbers between 65 and 66,000 mm-hmm. for this year. If that's true, how remarkable and, and how much has that paid off that fourth day? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't. I, I wonder if the, the fourth day has been a tremendous success. That's the first thing to say. I, there was a lot of cynicism, I think, about the fourth day, including for myself. I, I probably didn't go that public about the fourth day as much as I would Chinese LED, for example. But uh, there was certainly a, a number of cynic, a lot of cynicism about the fourth day, whether it was worthwhile doing, um, whether it would just delay the, 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 the traditional last day, making the, the last day quiet, the next day the last day quiet. <clears throat> but that's not really worked out that way. I'm, I wonder if the numbers would have gone up even if you didn't have the fourth day. The, the fourth day is more about keeping continuity of numbers on each day. So every stand that we've spoken to of, of, of size has said that their Wednesday number is the same as their Tuesday number, or pretty much the same. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the Wednesday number and the Thursday number. Sorry, I'm a yeah. mistake. So you, you effectively have two middle days. Right. So if you have two middle days, your numbers are going to be good, but it's spacing people out. I think <clears throat> IRC was always on an upward curve. 
Um, I'm not sure you could say that we got an extra five or six thousand people because of the fourth day. I think you would have got an extra four or five people, uh, four or five thousand people anyway. Personally, I think the fourth day is a brilliant thing. I think it's very clever. I wasn't a fan of it to start with. It's absolutely brilliant because all, what the stands have done is they've made their numbers on day three. So the Thursday close was when they made the numbers. Everything else is additional. And you can see from here, all the noise, it's actually not quiet. You know, we've yeah. been on the NEC stand all day and it's been busy. Um, and we've had a lot of extra, a lot more senior executives who've had more time. They're, they're busy on the Tuesday, they're busy on the Wednesday. Journalists like Clive and I, we can't get hold of the CEOs of some of these big companies. You know, they're out meeting partners and clients, not press. Yeah. So we, we've, had, we've had a lot of opportunities Thursday afternoon and Friday to do that. So. I have two minds about the numbers game. You know, you've only got to go to, to, through to CES and you'd find a fantastic number of people at oh, yeah. 10 o'clock, it's like walking through a treeple. <laughs> so you don't want huge hordes of numbers of people just going in there. And it's, it's obviously very to do with, with how much people are paying to be here of the week. So that's where the numbers come in valuably. In, in practical terms, we always thought that the option was to split the week. So you've got the last two days where you switch your staff over and start to treat the show quite differently. So mm. you've got your core show doing one thing. Very good idea. Get the fresh stuff in Thursday, Friday, create an event. Well, Mike was quite right doing that. So make, he's trying to make Friday an interesting day. And as you say, mm. there are a lot of people here. You know, it's not exactly empty. Yeah. And, but you do, good you, do it, you do sort of sniff a bit of a different atmosphere yeah. going on. So instead of being afraid that no one's going to come, you be positive and start to plan people will be coming. But you need to create a different sort of atmosphere towards the end of the week. Mm. So you're almost splitting it into, into two sorts of events. But it's a business show. You want to see people who are going to be potentially business, business prospects. Yeah and have the space to be able to give them justice. So you don't want the whole place crawling with people. You know, numbers are always relative to me, I don't know. It's always been a journalist game of quality numbers, you know. But there are a lot of people here, because even the state of Europe, it's nice to see a potentially busy, active, and, you know, pretty positive atmosphere. I think, I think moving, Clive makes a good point. I think moving forward, the exhibitors have to look at it differently. I think, That's you know, well, because, you know, I sit down because I'm doing what you're doing every day of the week. Yeah. What you do here. We're sitting down, not working. I mean, you guys have walked around and I know, I know George has been walking around because he's been following on his Twitter. Yeah. And he's, been, he's, he's been to the far ends of the earth, I think, and he's probably covered 10 miles a day or something. Um, people who are standing on their feet all day, the exhibitors, have to change the way they're doing the thing. And I think what Clive suggests, you, you turn your, your staff around, maybe. You know, it's a long day for, for the poor staff members who stand there on their feet all day. So that's the difference. We don't have very, very many four-day shows. You know, CES is a big, long show, and you're right, the numbers are bonkers, and they just it's let students treacle. in and Absolutely. whatever. So What I, we should do is have fewer people, because we all go up and down the aisles in segways. It's this guy <laughs> in Mayerstown. I've been so close to nicking his segway halfway through. I thought, you do not deserve it. I, I need that segue. What did you not I want to put a video guy in the segue, popping <laughs> up and down. We did, we did it near the interval, but I came so dangerously close to this poor man not coming out to the toilet and having his segue nicked. I could just, just see myself coming out with some mad cartoonist on this segue up and down the aisles. You know, I've just been loving it. But the number will down, be yeah. 65, 66,000. Yeah. Yeah. There were 65. Uh, we interviewed the CEO of Infocom, you know him better, I, David Labuskas, yesterday. Yeah. And he said there were 65,000 pre-registered. Oh, wow. Mike hinted in the keynote this morning, Dr. Kaka's keynote, that there were 65, 66,000. So the number will be just a little bit north of that. If they get any more than 66,500, I would be surprised. But it's a great European success story. It is. You know, it's, but it's an international event, and Infocom International should be pleased with themselves with the way they put it on. Very pleased with Mike Blackman. I mean, he's done a tremendous job of turning a show that was 
2,800 people in year one, back in 2004, 2005, you know, up to what it is now. It's a tremendous success story, really, really, really good. You know, I, I, Jeffrey, I have to say though, in all of that conversation, it is an interesting mix of the residential and the commercial, and my suspicions last year were that it wasn't going to work, but it does really work well. I found myself knowing where I needed to go and knowing how I found the information. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a surprise to see a commercial in the space that I saw residential yeah. where it was. Yeah. It really did work yeah. out well. The scary thing is when I, I interviewed Tim earlier this afternoon or lunchtime today, and it's surprising to think that it's the first time that you guys, the Aviation crew, came last year. Mm -hmm. You know, you've actually opened up this show to a whole new American audience. You know, however much I write about it, however much Clive writes about it, however much Gary Kay writes about it, you guys are probably the most influential people in North America, in both residential and professional. So you have opened it up to a new audience. You well, know, and I said to Mike Blackman, off-air, unfortunately, you probably can't use this in any... Uh, that, you know, it's great to have you here because more Americans will come in. I keep asking people, if you're an exhibitor, if you're a global supplier, you've got to come here. And who was it who said there was... I can't think who it was. Somebody once today said, that what they're now seeing, I think it might have been you, said that, uh, it was you, that you're gonna see the Whisper Suites in Orlando or Las Vegas at Infocom in June. You get the things behind the closed doors, they play around with them, they show them in secret, and then they get launched during the beginning of a year. You said that, I know you definitely said that. There, there and was, I think that's yeah, really gonna happen. We had we had one specific product that we know for a fact that's what happened, right? Um, uh, a couple of our guys, Matt Scott and, and uh, Harry Mead, ran across a, a microphone that they were like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing, and they started tweeting about it. And we got responses from some of our, our listeners that had seen mm -hmm. that exact thing, again, behind NDA, behind mm -hmm. uh, the, the Whisper Suite uh, back in, in Orlando last year in, at Infocom. So you're right, that is what's exactly going on. So, yeah. And you're very kind of, we are not the most influential oh. people in, in North well. America. Maybe the second. I think you are, because you're the doers. Because well, you'd, you'd, you'd actually do it rather than just talk about it. So, uh, one of the interesting problems, and it will be interesting from here, Clive's perspective on it, is if I was if I was a startup and I was launching a product in this space, would I choose a show such as this to launch it? You thought you sort of think yes because that's the audience, but how do you get mind share? You know, you've got sixty five thousand people. Clive said that maybe they're not all business prospects. Mm. You know, you've got all this stuff. How do you actually make something special when you launch? You know, we, we've been doing some work for a couple of startups in uh, in the projector space, and they've been looking at things like uh, Comic Con, which actually I, I know that Chris Netter is watching this now. It was Chris Netter's idea. You know, if I was launching a new product into this sort of space, I would do something completely bonkers. Mm. You know, Comic Con is the bonkers thing, um, and I know he's done various things there with your thing. How would you get mindshare with that if you launched it? It's very, very difficult to do it because is. you're competing against the Samsungs, the LGs, the Panasonic. And all the people from your world. So it's difficult to stand out in a big show like this. So if you're going to go on someone's show, I mean, we work. I've seen a sort of fantastic product from Stream TV Networks, which is auto, auto stereo, 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's a Friday. It is. And, uh, and you've I been here my, for four days. Uh, thank you. And it's, it's a, for the older Philips Eindhoven unit, which is a fantastic bunch of of, of, of technicians who were bought by. Anyway, they come out with this fantastic rendering engine. And algorithm that, that, that really sort of transforms digital signage and turns it into 3D. It's the best example of that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And we'll make 4K screens, zoom out of shops probably. That look, it's OEM level, but you know, looking at uh, retail and, and gaming and digital signage. That sort of thing stu stuck out. But as a new product, it will fly. Yeah. But who noticed it? I yeah. came across it, went in there, had a look at them. 
but you know you, you are a bit of buried yeah. unless you're on someone's back you know, back of the stand or you it's an expensive show to be at because you know for a small startup you have yeah. to be carried by someone else and that by by the definition yeah. you will already have been spotted yeah. to do that well, and so the fourth day's already made it more expensive well so. and here's the thing though we, we, <coughs> we have a, a young man who um, he is a startup right he's a, he's a programmer out of Germany has a neat little product uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in it. it's, it's programming you know it's programming made simple and I called him like a you know a week and a half two weeks ago and said you are, are you coming you know, just out of curiosity because he had, he had exhibited at Infocom's mm -hmm. uh, innovation showcase he had, had done it yeah. at Cedia and he said they have in ISC had a number of smaller booths that were priced for the startups right right now they don't have a rookie row like like Cedia does they don't have an innovation showcase yet like Infocom does but according to him the, the price was was right enough for a small startup it's just he and his mm -hmm. wife to come show their wares interface with people network with with other people and show exactly what's possible out there right because these are the folks who are innovating yes the big the big players are absolutely innovating because they've got the engineering power behind them but it, it's the guys and gals who are in their in their garages mm -hmm. um, you know coming up with the, the, the next thing that's actually really kind of exciting in the old days, when I was editing which computer in the eighties, we, we had all kinds of innovation that they came to us with, and we were able to follow a product from conception almost design before it became launched. And we, we possibly encouraged interaction. Now we don't have any time to do that or resources. You do wonder where the, the outlets are. There are very few and far between. You know how they get through. I don't know. So I watch university labs and so on. There, there, there is a, there is a shortage of of institutions and organisations that that create interest in developing projects. And it's difficult, it's very frustrating for me to try and look where the next innovation is coming. I'm always looking, and it's difficult to see where they're coming from. So, it's, it's the value. I don't think uh, a particular solution is going to come from any one show, but I think it's the whole system of how you develop and exhibit and get investors is perhaps something we ought to look at. Isn't well, isn't that not part what Day 4 is for? I know I've found a bunch of other people from some other trade organizations or other periodicals on today were doing the search. They did the required, they did the stuff they needed to do. And now they're going, what can I find? So day four really has become the research, you know, search and destroy mission of what can I find that's interesting? You know, you said about the small startup. Yeah. Part of that's here, this is technically called the Discover Center. So okay. it's sort of like the innovation. I mean, these, yeah. and some of these are uh, stands that we have seen at Infocom. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys we saw at the innovation showcase. Yeah. Uh, you know, buy it, you buy it, you go get it, and AdGen, and all those kind of guys. Right far from there. So right. that's sort of there, but yeah. yes, you're right. That splash need, is very hard to make when you've got You need a day four treasure hunt or something. Yeah, and day yeah. four is sort of treasure yeah. hunt. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, maybe they could well, make that's an that idea. So, you know, Mike Blackman has worked really hard at figuring out what we can do on Fridays with the CEO stuff, the exclusive stuff, Dr. Yeah. Kako's keynote today, free parking, woohoo for me, 17 euro 50 saved. Um, so he's looking for things like that. That's actually not a bad idea to do something like that, to make that Friday a bit special. He hinted today that, um, you know, he, he his, tr his trouble, when I interviewed him today, his, tr his problem is he's raised the bar so high, how do you top that? You know, do you go more visitors? You know, does that help, as Clive says? You know, you can't have any more days at the moment. You know, he puts more events on. He no, wants to do a good keynote next year, but I mean, Dr. Kaka was brilliant. I mean, it's like, the bar is very high. So I think you need some innovation. And I, I said to a couple of my interview people I interviewed, uh, journalists I interviewed, yeah. I, think, I think they're the people that my Blackman should listen to. You know, I.e. us. Um, not, not, not just us, but you know what I mean. Because we see it from the outside, from a completely different perspective. Your job really is to find the next big thing. That's what you love. You're, you're passionate about that whole thing. You love doing that. Um, 
So those ideas would be great on a, for a Friday to do, a, I mean, seriously, a treasure hunt or you know, the Discover Day or an incubation startup yeah, day yeah, or a showcase a day. Any keynote speaker who comes to the innovation yeah, and talks about yeah, the new innovations yeah. and then they'll draw yeah. to these people. I'd like to have them all come to one place. I mean, some of the best press release stuff is when you, know, you get a bunch of journalists and people come in and have 10 minutes to present to you. Yeah, How much right easier in. would that help Clive? Yeah. You wouldn't need a segue, would he? He wouldn't. No. You know? <laughs> but Bring I mean, 50 I, people to Clive, the mountain to Clive yeah, rather I, than the other way around. The thing is, I'll be able to park for free. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about that. But about let's talk about next year, right? Real quickly before we get into what you guys saw that, that impressed you. They're in the process. The Rye is in the process of building another hall yeah, and a hotel. It. And a hotel. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. We're the first to announce they're launching I'm, a new I'm hotel. I'm excited about the hotel. Yeah, it's uh, good. You won't be when you see the prices. I, uh, <laughs> I, I like my, my my our little apartment, but eh, we'll, we'll talk. Oh, yeah, new hall and new hotel. New hotel, new hall, new hotel. The fact that that hall is there, right? Um, most likely, they've, they've already started selling out of it, right? So you've got another space for people to go to. It won't feel as crowded, even if there are 65, 66,000 people here next year. So what does that do to the feeling? Is that Does that give those innovative people an extra space? Or is it another hall for mm, another big big people to, 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 to snap up? Well, one thing they should do is think about the, 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 the impact it's having on Amsterdam generally. Getting out of this place is a nightmare. So yeah. transport, the rise is too big for Amsterdam as it is. They need to rethink how, gonna, how they can organise large numbers of people in and out of the city. You know, it's absolutely car crash out there. I don't the think the, the hall would bring you know, that many. Again, I don't think the hall would bring that many extra people. You're, not, you're never going to be like NAB, IBC size. You're never going to get no. 90,000 people here. I'm not sure that's really an issue. Uh, an extra hall is interesting. What Mike has to do, and really what the Infocom board have to do, is make sure that they don't veer away from what they're good at doing, which is the professional AV stuff. Yeah. You know, you look at CES, and I was talking again to somebody yesterday. You know, you go to CES, and you sit in the Samsung booth, you sit in the Intel booth, and it's fantastic. You walk out, and somebody tries to sell you an inkjet printer, or a cable for your iPhone, or a hoverboard. You know, when Andrew, my business partner, and I were last year, the place got raided by the federal marshals because there's somebody selling illegal hoverboards. Yes. You know, so you get yes. police raiding the place, taking all this Chinese, not Chinese LED right now, it's my Chinese hoverboard <laughs> right now, you know, and the whole thing's taped off with police with guns running up. I mean, you know, there's, there's a danger that you're, Exciting, I mean, here somewhere. Like the Chinese LEDs. I love a bit of excitement though, well, great. You know, there was, there, there, were, there was a sighting of a dishwasher on the LG stand. Okay, and you Here? can't. Yeah, oh, you no, can't. There's, there's a whole section over there that has a couple of. Oh well, you see, you can't. You can't allow. Yeah, you can't. You've got to be careful what it is. You yeah. know, you don't want mobile phones from Samsung. No. You don't want dishwashers. You don't want even the the, the iron pressing type stuff. You've got to be very focused. What if their network? On what we're doing. Well, <laughs> then they're going to see us. Yeah. Dishwasher things. Uh, All right. Yeah. Network, we'll, we'll well we have digital signage washing machines with the Samsung uh, and the freezers and things, but yes, we, yeah. this is not the show for them. That's a, that's a consumer gadget. Uh, Clive, we'll start with you, we'll go around the okay. horn and, and let you guys get back to whatever you want to do for the rest of, the, of your Friday. Okay. What, what, uh, what one or two things have you seen in these, in these four days that have, have knocked your socks off? Well, apart from the network stream thing, which is really actually nothing to do with product whatsoever, the value to me has been the glue in between them all, which has been the conferences and seminars and so on. Infocom's really pulled the figure out and actually got some really good stuff and some fantastic presentations. I think, you know, outside the show as well, you know, sort of being organized at A-Open and so on, there's some really good sort of leadership stuff. And the higher education conference, obviously. You know, higher education is leading business in a lot of ways. These guys are doing amazing things. And they're about a year and a half to two years ahead of sort of collaboration work that we are really not noticing. 
they're picking up tips and so on from other areas and helping us have more intelligent discussion about the stuff that's here, I think probably, it's, it's, to me this year, was more valuable because there's so much confusion around a lot of technologies over how you use an approach to it and everything else, ROI, all the hard-nosed business issues we sometimes forget that aren't really tackled amongst all the G-Wiz technologies. Here you see lots of LED screens, lots of incredibly visual, powerful stuff, but what you, you tend to lack is some meaningful debate about them in between. And they've really done pretty well with the content, I think, yesterday. They've really invested a lot in content and meaningful stuff for my, for my money that I've found the most valuable. Unlike previous years, I thought this year was pretty good. They got it all right. You know? Mr. Tucker, what have you seen that, that uh, your second year here at ISA? Yeah, well, as, uh, as pointed out, that, uh, as Andrew pointed out, I've been trying to go left and right and cover every inch of it that I can, but I still am really impressed by the two things that I saw the first day. Uh, the Panasonic Accent Light micro projector that was projecting onto the, the model, which I thought was just a perfect use. Space. They kind of showed it last year and it was sort of in a corner on a, on a mm -hmm. sneaker. Um, I think that's a lot of potential. I think they said it was something like 15 to 2500 uh, uh, euro, which is not expensive for that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and there's that company, uh, Bia, Bia Blue. Bia Blue in digital signage, B E A B L O O. They are doing the complete digital signage metric. So just we saw this digital signage expo in New York, talking about some of this. They are actually implementing the hotspots, the beacons, the tracking you by face and saying, who are you, what are you looking for, and being able to use that digital signage in more than just presentation, but an actual way of improving the experience and increasing uh, retention of sales, right? which I think was just brilliant. I mean, no, as a person who doesn't go to malls and doesn't shop in a physical store, if I, unless my wife drags me into it, mm -hmm. these would actually make it easier for me and I would go to find it. Yeah. Uh, and the only other one that I saw that was a treat today that I haven't covered was uh, the India uh, India Audio. Yeah. They're it, just over here in Discovery. Just happened to stumble past them. That we haven't mm -hmm. seen all day. Say that slowly. Indie Audio. Indie Audio. Indie audio. Uh, and Acura, uh, Acura, yeah. I think was the name of the product. Yeah. It's a receiver amp line, basically hand-built, all networked. Uh, everything can get together and they have room for expansion into becoming something else, which I thought was really fascinating. Uh, Adrian, your 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 bellywick is, is yeah, digital well, signage, so yeah. Well, I won't bellyache about LED today. Well, I might if you push me. No, I almost got a sunburn walking through Hall. Oh, 10. shush, shush, shush! Yeah. You're just trying to wind me up. No, <laughs> so, there's, I think there's one product that's impressed me, and there's one trend that I think I've seen, and I've been lucky because I've had 42 people over four days come to me and tell me what they loved and what they think. So my thing is really a knowledge base of 42 experts in this space rather than this be mine. But I think the LED is changing the way the digital signage stuff is being done at the moment. The the, the high resolution dot, the small dot pitch uh, stuff, the 1.5 mil and less, is changing the way that people can do retail and the way you can do hospitality and other digital signage type systems. Uh, it's going to have a big impact in indoor. It's going to affect the video wall market immensely. You know, the big display manufacturers play that down and say, well, video wall is growing, so LED is growing as well. Won't affect it, but I think it will. I think the high quality LED, we all know where it's made from, and we know that you can go there and you can buy cheap, cheap and cheerful, very cheap and cheerful, medium level or very expensive. The expensive stuff that's been launched from people like the Samsungs, yep. um, NEC, it's actually a German company, um, and Barco, Barco's digital wallpaper. I said I wasn't gonna mention products, but Barco's digital wallpaper is very, very impressive. Um, and you can, what, what Barco's digital wallpaper will do is it's, it's light and, uh, it's not cheap, but it's, it's light enough that you can hang it over existing banners. 
it works outdoors. So you imagine if you're Clear Channel and you've got 1,600 billboards in America, which they do, choose which ones you want to digitize, and you can just drape this LED over the top, turn it on with a couple of cables, and you've got a high def, well, not a relatively high definition uh, LED digital billboard. Uh, that's amazing for outdoor. There's some really good stuff internally. Samsung have got some, NEC have got some, um, and that will change the way retail's done because you won't be buying video walls anymore. There will be no bezels, it'll be LED. And then the one product also is a barcode product. Um, and it's a bit similar to the thing you talked about with the Biablu uh, stuff. It's called Barco InfiniSense. Okay. And what Barco were doing, and I think people always want to claim they've done this. I had this idea many years ago when I helped a company put a stand together. But they have hotspots on their stand. They can measure on who was standing at which corner of their stand based on beacons, based on mobile phone coverage, cell phone coverage. They've got the face camera technology stuff as well. So they know which parts of their booth, which is quite a big booth, were the most popular. So it works very similar to Biablu in terms of the way it works with malls and restaurants and restaurants, um, retail bits and pieces. So that, they're the best two things I've seen. Thank you guys so much. Adrian, how do people find you or, or Daily Do? Well, we've nearly wrapped up. We're on the NEC stand. We've got two more interviews. We're interviewing Florian Rotberg, who's the uh, Invidus consulting guy. He's the guy who's been behind many of the brilliant presentations and the educational stuff that Clyde's been alluding to. They've been doing different tours around the show as well. So we're yeah. going to talk to him about the, the tours and the presentations they've been doing. Been doing a fantastic job in education, really super job in education. Then we've got one more journalist to interview, and then we've got a, a long drive home. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Your website? DailyDo.com. All right. And the, and the Twitter is at DailyDo. It is indeed. All right. Thank you, sir. Mr. Tucker. No, I think they know where to find me. Thank, Tucker thank Tuesday. you for, for rooming. Put Tucker Tuesday in and you'll find me, yes. But thank you for rooming with me and hanging out with me for oh, a Oh, steady on. Yeah. And Clive, thank you, yes. sir. You, you guys have been very, very, it's very It's been a sheer delight yeah. meeting you and being with you. You can have them back next great. year. I'd be, just, I'd be careful. We should do this more often. Well, as luck would have it. We, we may very well be doing something in... in we'll, we'll, we'll do our next session in, in the style of American cartoon characters. There we go. <laughs> and we'll, we'll develop an exotic Good. scene that will be very creative. Scary. I'm going to be... Uh, we're going to do Family Guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm Stewie. <laughs> and it'll be the next big sensational and then we'll, we'll go viral. We'll go far. We'll yes. go viral. We'll get at least three or four you know, viewers. How do people uh, find you or AV Magazine? Well, apart from seeing me fall off a Segway, uh, <laughs> they'll find me here on the stand. Uh, it's um, N152, isn't it? But we're avinteractive.com. Uh, they'll probably see me interview Black Blackman about half past three, so I'll be over there. Um, saying what a good job he's done, of course, but also check, getting a bit of numbers and uh, chatting to him generally about the show. So that should be interesting. So yeah, see if you, you can see squirm, me over there. See if you can squirm the official number out of it. I will. But we usually do. Because I catch him when, he, when he's about, well, you know, he's, he's, got, he's pretty accurate. All right. He's really very accurate. So we'll see how we go. A bit earlier this year than we had last year, but we know. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll Thank you very much. Pretty good. Get the next group in here. Um, so here coming up next, we've got a couple guys. Um, another one of one of our AV Nation cohorts, uh, Mr. Matt Scott. Uh, coming up online. Yeah, no, thank you also, much. our buddy and pal from Clear, yes, almost very clear Channel, Clear One, uh, Michael Braithwaite. And a brand new, uh, I should say brand new friend, um, but a gentleman, a group that I, I actually ran across on YouTube. Um, was looking for AV stuff, just happened to, to come across. Uh, Chris is from a, a website, the, the channel called How To AV. Um, he's from Australia. Uh, his, I'm sorry? He's from the UK. I'm from the UK. 
I can do it. I can do it on Aussie accent for you if you like. <laughs> well, I'll try. You know what? I was going to make a joke about Aussie accents versus UK accents. You're from uh, the UK. Spoil your jokes now. No, no, I'm they, just a dumb game. Begin with, so um, I told you I'm a dumb American, big dumb American. So, Mr. Braithwaite, Chris, and Mr. Matt Scott, welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Thank you. Yay! All right. Um, so, Mike, quickly, because you're, I think you're the only manufacturer I'm having on. Um, this may sound like a like a hurtful or hateful question. It's not meant to be, but more point to the point. Why exhibit at ISE? I think the one of the best reasons for exhibiting at ISE is um, there's such a great mix of attendees. Uh, we we do several infocoms throughout the year, um, and um, the interesting thing about uh, 2016 here is we've actually met quite a few individuals that uh, we may have even missed in some of our Infocom India, Infocom China, Infocom Saudi. So uh, it has been, uh, it, it's a quality mix of, of people that are here, but it's a very diverse mix. And so um, it's, uh, we will continue to come here. It's, it pays dividends to us. Uh, uh, we uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate it very much. So. Chris, you are uh, not only with How to AV, uh, but also a distributor. That's uh, right. Yep. Apparently in the UK, because I can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, um, our Australian office is closed now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you and I were talking earlier about about how How to AV kind of came about. And here's the thing: you guys have. We are such a. a Kindred spirits, I guess, without being too weird about it. But your whole idea behind how to AV is to educate the market, right? Is to get folks out there, whether it's what sound masking is or how the heck an HDMI cable works or whatever it is. You guys are doing some really great things. What does this show do for, for either your distributorship or, or the channel How to AV? Okay, so. I have to wear these two very different hats. Yeah. One, one, one as a distributor, and it's really, really commercial, and then, and then one as the TV channel, but it's absolutely not. That's, that's our gift to the industry, we like to think. Um, so what's, what's the channel doing? It is all about delivering free knowledge to the market. So, so why are we at this show? Because it's a big old world. You know, we're a UK company. Um, and Australia? And, UK. You know what? Hey, yeah, good to now know. we're an international channel. You're an international <laughs> That's channel. That's what we are. Excellent. An channel now. He's from so, Canada. He doesn't count. Yeah, I'm even, international. Even the Canadians, <laughs> they're allowed to watch it as no, well. You're blocked so, for us. So, so what we're doing here, you know, I spend most of my time in the UK talking to the UK market, and I know that they're digesting it and loving it. But, but it's a big old world there, and and, and the opportunity to meet viewers and consumers from around the world is. It's, it's a big surprise to me. Um, you know, we've I've had one of our greatest fans over from Uganda, who is, is a huge fan, and he came over to see us. Um, somebody came over from Russia, who is a distributor just like CIE, and she tells me that all her integrators are using it to train their new guys. Yep. So, you know, we've, we've all got that induction period for, for young new integrators, and. My God, they got a lot of information to pick up really, really quickly. Yeah. So what we're trying to deliver to them is just a library. Go 
go and consume some of that and, and send us some more questions and, and that's what people are doing. So, so why are we here? Because we have to explain to people, because I get two questions at this show. One is, what's the catch? And the other is, how's it monetized? And so I spend, I spend my week explaining to people that this, this really is about delivering knowledge because that's what we have to do. If I go back to my CIE group hat again, as a distributor, we can no longer simply be box shifters. We can't do that anymore. We can't just sell amplifiers and just sell speakers. We all, we've all had these conversations about solution selling. And in order to solution sell requires an enormous amount of information. And that's where it grows from, is being able to not just talk about, we can do you a deal on an amplifier, but we can support you to get those systems right and get them working. Say that again about not being a box shifter. So, you know what a box, do we all know what a box shifter is? It's I not do. just a UK phrase. No, no, it's not. Boxes in, boxes out. We're, we're not just here, you know, six, seven years ago, a distributor might just be selling an amplifier and another amplifier and some speakers and a microphone. That's not the way that a distributor has to work anymore. We have to support integrators to sell solutions and to sell total systems. It's what our integrators need and commercially it's the right way forward for distributors as well. We, we become knowledge leaders and we, we've now added, you know, we're not just salesmen and warehousemen anymore. We've now got a, a, a team of experts, of system designers, of specifiers who were there, given give a level of consultancy, if you like, to integrators. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Scott, um, all jokes aside, you from you being from Canada, this is your first um, experience at ISE. It is. What do you think? It's a uh, very nice European mix of Infocom and Cedia, which I love because those are both of my channels. So this is a, not to repeat kind of what I think George was saying earlier, but walking into it, I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to work uh, in the sense of, you know, there is a lot of crossover, but at the same time, there's not a lot of crossover. So to be able to see how it lays out and plays out on the, on the floor has been very, uh, exciting it for me okay so earlier today I was interviewed by Adrian yes. from Daily Do mm -hmm. he asked me an interesting question that I'm going to ask you thanks for uh, prepping me were you listening to the answer <laughs> I wasn't even here he wasn't here he no he throws off. me he, under the bus and he, gives he, you guys he softballs. was off getting a knit or something I don't know. a what I, one of those I waffle probably things lunch. those waffle things <laughs> yeah um <laughs> trying to keep my carbs down. I understand. Would you suggest or recommend to our listeners, our audience, which is, to be honest, primarily US-based, North American-based, would you recommend that they attend this show? You know, I, I would. And part of that is because what, what I think we're seeing is not only a globalization of the marketplace, mm -hmm. which is happening and everyone knows that's happening. Um, but we go a very long time between Infocom and all their little regional shows and every major distributor's little regional shows and guys doing base testing. Um, so there, there's a very long time difference between those shows 
and CES and this show. So if you're not at this show, I was talking to one of the uh, exhibitors earlier yesterday, and he said that they debut something like 80% of their products at this show. And they're a North American manufacturer. They sell not mainly to North America, but North America sells like 70% of their business. But they still debut the majority of that show, or the majority of their products at this show, because it is right after CES, and it's in February. It's the start of the business year. Yep. So if you're not at the show, and at the very least, if you're not even paying attention to the show, you're missing upwards of you know a, a very large portion of what's new and what's coming. And I, I think we're to the point where if you're so busy caught up in what you're doing and just the two shows or the one show that you go to a year, and you're not focusing to some extent on this show, you're missing a lot of what's being debuted, a lot of what's being talked about, but also your clients are doing research. And if you're not doing that same research, they will be the ones that come up to you in May before Infocom saying, hey, I saw this great new product from X company. We'd really like to get some information. And if you have to come back and say, you know what, I'll probably see that in a month or so when I when I go to Vegas or Orlando and go to Infocom. We might see it, but they've already read that it's out. It just makes you look stupid, yes. and we don't want to look stupid. Well, we want to look smart. Well, I don't look stupid. I like to look smart. There, there are times. Nope, there are times. Not once. But but don't you also think it's, it's such a a huge opportunity, not just in product and product oh, innovation, but the whole network inside of oh, it. For us well, this year, it's, it's like globalization, right? It, it's been outstanding exactly <laughs> that with regards to globalization and the networking opportunity here. It has been a massive year for well, us. And being, not to play the Canadian card, but being Canadian, we notice how much, as a rule, the North American business concept is based just in the 51 states and maybe Canada. Maybe, caveat. Um, whereas over here, you guys are much more globalized. You said 51 states. Why not? Okay. Canada's there. <laughs> Half the time you refer to it as that. That's true. See? Continue on. I was done. Okay. Uh, Mike, did you make it out of outside that you're both at all? Uh, did you see anything? No. It's dangerous asking a manufacturer, I know, right? I know. It's dangerous having a manufacturer on going, okay, what did, what did you, you see that's cool? Yeah. And Mike's going to go, there's some really great clear one uh, video <laughs> encoders that I could show you. That's that right. I, I saw an awful lot of. You know what is interesting? I haven't been on the floor as much as uh, probably some of the others have been, but. We also get lots of people that come in the booth and we're talking sure. to them and they, they're, hey, you need to see this. And, uh, you know, uh, there was uh, one of our, uh, a Russian uh, um, partner that we work with and they were talking about um, the Morel uh, uh, invisible speakers. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, we've seen so many uh, transducers and, and different things that people have used. Um, and he brought one over and uh, we checked it out and it is pretty cool. He was a little dismayed uh, because he found out at this show he, he had been working on a residential project that had 165 zones of audio. He had, he had been, you know, uh, long, long saying that was the biggest uh, residential uh, audio system uh, on the planet and so forth. Uh, we, had to, we had to tell him that actually that no longer was the biggest uh, audio zone anymore. So, 
so uh, I haven't seen as much, uh, but the one thing that uh, we have uh, heard uh, lots and lots here is, especially on the display technology side, since we do encoding yep. and, and audio decoding over IP, um, a little bit less on the resolution, because in the past a few shows, it's it, it kind of was this uh, resolution, hey, 4K, 4K this, 4K that, 8K this, 8K that. And this show seemed to start to migrate, instead of just resolution, into quality. So HDR was kind of a big thing. And um, to be honest, if, if you're working on imaging, if you are not looking at your contrast ratio first, gamut space second, then it doesn't matter what resolution you're doing because your image isn't going to look very good. So that's what we've seen. Chris, did you make it out of, out of your booth to uh, to see anything? Yeah, I got myself a cup of coffee one day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it was fantastic. Did you find hey, lunch? Well, here's the thing, though. You're, this, you're, this, across, you're across the way from Dante. Yep. And I saw something there that I don't know that I, I would have to go very far from your booth. This is true. And interesting that you say just that, because that's what I was going to talk about is, first of all, there is the story that everybody on every booth I've spoken to has never been more than 20 feet away from their booth. Yes. It's got to be a great sign for the show. Yes. Because we don't have time to get away from it, which is great. But, but secondly, the, the thing for me, and, and this will come back to Dante eventually, we'll, we'll get there by, Friday, no uh, fine, by no Saturday, it's no problem. <laughs> we don't leave till Sunday, so. My mantra's all about education, it really is. And, and the whole... We don't, we don't call them exhibitions anymore. We call them expos and call them events. Yeah. And for us, uh, in the UK market, in the European market, in the world market, what makes a successful event now is not just stands that sell products. Right. Nobody can afford to be off the tools, if you like, as an integrator, not earning money just to go and look at products. We've got the internet for that. Yeah. We, we need to go away with that added value. So if I'm gonna go and take a couple of days or a week away at an event, I, I wanna come back a better person. And the knowledge here, the amount of training that's going on, what Infocom have been doing here has been outstanding. What Cedia have been doing has been huge. But now I get back to the Dantes of this world, they're not just selling products, they're teaching people. Yeah. HD Base T, They've been doing it as well. It is all over the place. You can come to a really successful event just like this and you can learn. And importantly, so much of it is free. Yeah. And the value, the value of being there and taking that away is just, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, absolutely, I would, I would totally agree with that. Mr. Scott, what did you see? You've been here and there and everywhere. I have. So anything that, what's the, the most important thing you've seen at this show? The most important or the most innovative? Uh, let's do with important and then innovative. Ooh. <laughs> I had a better thing for innovative. <laughs> well, then do innovative. All right, let's do innovative. Yeah. Um, probably the the most innovative piece I've I've seen would have had to have been Prism, and I know we talked about it really briefly in the the wrap up last year, uh, or yesterday I should say, which feels like last year. Um, Prism's got a collaboration tool and a custom designed uh, essentially interface that really brings to life what, not the way we currently talk about collaboration, but actually like what actual collaboration is. Um, it's something that I haven't seen on that level before that allows people to come in 
And no matter where they are in the world, no matter what device they are on, they have full access to that workspace that you're working on collaboratively. And by utilizing and leveraging the cloud, that's something that I've seen that you know they seem to be doing. And we, we saw a live demo working in a congested you know, trade show environment on a congested you know, regular cell network that honestly blew my mind. I have never seen something function that effectively on a show floor doing what it does. Um, it's something that, you know, we already have a couple of clients that I want to flesh out this to. Yeah. Uh, just because it didn't have the limitations that most of those systems have. And it gives you the ability to really offer a, com a non-handcuffed solution. It, it is completely open to give them full control over something. Uh, so that was, that was very, very cool. Very Made me happy and giggly. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Braithwaite, how do people find you and, uh, and uh, Clear One? www.clearone.com. We'd love to uh, see anyone. And for the next couple hours here, we'll be at our booth still. So <laughs> come on by. Come on by. Right. Chris, thank you so much, sir. It was a pleasure to finally meet you in person. We, we so. see each other with yeah. a little box, <laughs> the box already right. yeah. when, when we press play on our laptops. It, it's good to meet you in, uh, in the Absolutely. flesh. Absolutely. Okay, so again, I'm a big dumb American. What is the difference between a UK accent and a Australian accent? What's the difference? Um, now, I understand that it's just like on, you were asking let's, me let's what's the difference between a Texas accent. He's from the Midwest, <laughs> so I understand what we're talking about, but for him, he still says process for kind of love. You see, the British. That's because it has an O in it, not an A. The, the British, we've got centuries and centuries and centuries of, of history, and, <laughs> and, and we all like to pretend at some point that, that, we, uh, that we descend down from the upper class, so we can all talk like this. Okay. And, and when we're out in the international market, we get even more English as, as we speak to somebody <laughs> who might have some money, you see. <laughs> Whereas the Australians are a lot more casual about it. They're all adventurers from a new world and they don't care about what people think about themselves. So, uh, but they're acting, I'm not even going to try okay. it because we're on an international um, channel here. And, uh, it's probably a safe move. And, and, and I might lose my Australian visitors. I'll, I'll do it later. I understand. All right. How do people find you and, and how to AV? Simply, it's howtoav.tv. It's all free. Yeah, and we love to get the feedback from the viewers. It's a great, great resource. Seriously, it is. Uh, Twitter, uh, how to AV, uh, at, at, at how to AV. At how to AV. Yeah. Very, very simple. Just keep typing it in. And find yeah. All right, sir. Mr. Scott, thank you, buddy. Thank you. How was your week? You dropped your mic. I, no, I dropped my phone. Oh, uh, my week was great. I got to uh, did you enjoy little... yourself. I did. Good. I did. I always like coming over to Europe. I don't get over enough. How do people find you? Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. You can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott or in any Google search at Matt D. Scott. Right. Yeah. Right, Perfect. All right. That is going to do it. For, do, you, do you two want to be on? Yes. They must be on. Both of them. <laughs> Put them both on. Why not? All right. Come on. Both of you. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank now you. we're going to turn it sir. to uh, the last two people of, uh, of AV Nation. And, and let you guys have your say. Uh, Mr. Uh, Harry Mead, also known as A.V. Grump. And, uh, what did I do? That's so good. 
You picked up the microphone, that's what. Uh, and uh, Brian McKinney, uh, over here, because I don't think that shot's going to get you. Um, also, at Jungle Brian is his Twitter handle. Yes, sir. He has three followers, so, you know. It's about right, too. Um, gentlemen, I, I wanted to get you on because you are the last of our five, right? There was five folks here in the Navy Nation that came. Right. Um, and because you wanted to get me in front of a camera at least once this week. I, you know what? I asked you. Twice. He'll twice. get twice. Did you do One it? official, one unofficial. What did I do unofficial? At uh, Harmon. You and Matt. Oh, were we in the background? That, I recorded that. Oh, okay. Wow, okay, there you go. Oh. Um, B-roll. Yeah. The reason that, that we were able to do this and, and bring five people, which again is an addition from last year, is because of our underwriters, right? So, thank you to them, uh, our partners here, yeah, AV Magazine has been great, Daily Do has been great. Um, this is both of your first times at ISC. Yes. yes. Both of you have been to Infocom several times. Harry, as, as an integrator, uh, a design uh, engineer, a, a director of operations, highfalutin, uh, what was your, uh, your experience, what was your impression? It was very disjointed to me, mostly because of the rabbit warren of the halls. Um, there's one hall I never even saw. I'm not even sure where it is. Um, the To me, it's almost too much okay. because... I was, and I get this feeling in Infocom, too, so it's, it's too much stuff it's I, I because we when we're integrators we normally deal with like three lines yeah of any particular thing and you get here and you may have 50 people that may do something and they range from a two-man shop in a guy's apartment up to a major manufacturer and it just there's too much. <laughs> but the other thing that I've noticed around is there's also a little bit too much crosstalk amongst manufacturers. Oh, now we have a touch panel control system, and look, it can control your small rooms, but it's not going to work in the big rooms. You're still going to need your other control system to do that, and now you've got two different control system e control ecosystems. So I'm a little yeah. dubious on some of that. Um, in general, it's big. I'm not sure how much bigger it is than Infocom itself, just because, again, it's divided up into so many little halls, and little you can't halls, just right. go... Well, 12 halls, not little halls, but 12 halls. Very spread out. You can't, you can't just go to the 100 aisle and look down that middle aisle another half a mile yeah. and see... <laughs> the end of... Which is the experience at, typically in Orlando. Which is, when you which, yeah, which is Orlando. Th this has a little bit of Vegas feel to it, and that's how I felt first time at Vegas, when we had the stuff in the North Hall as well as the Central Hall. Yeah. Um, so, that Vegas always feels a little more disjointed than Orlando does. Um, but I don't know, what was the initial question? That was it. Okay. <laughs> Mr. McKinney, what was your, your, your experience here? My experience? I spent most of my time behind the camera uh, doing booth interviews. So I didn't have much of a chance to get out and see the floor. 
there were a lot of things that I that were interesting. Uh, Panasonic's robot, robotic arms, interesting to watch. Um, I'm not real sure the usefulness of it. Um, it's a cool gimmick. Uh, I yeah, yeah. I mean, that was interesting. It certainly stopped crowds every hour on the hour in the Harmon booth. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you could walk by any time and you'd see people with cameras taking picture and video. So I mean, if it drew attention, it definitely did that. I didn't have a, like I said, I didn't have much of a chance to see places other than our interviews. A lot of people getting into control systems, it seems like. I don't always know, I wish everyone well. I don't know if a lot of them are distinguishing themselves from the other or if it's more, well, I just want to jump on the bandwagon and have a market. Me too. Right. I mean, great power to everybody. I wish everyone success. I just don't see a lot of differences in brand A versus brand B versus brand C. If everyone's saying, I can do a shade, I can do a light, I can do video conferencing, yeah. all from this touch panel. It's pretty cool, don't get me wrong. Um, but that's about it. A lot of walking, a lot of moving, meeting a lot of great people, uh, manufacturers, uh, reps, and just industry and people in general. One thing that I was amazed at, it tweet up the other day, gentleman from Australia just came up to George and recognized him and said he watches the podcasts. The question I have, how in Australia did you learn about AV Nation? There was a gentleman from Africa yesterday walks by and starts asking if uh, there's a YouTube channel and I told him yes and told him where it was at and said subscribe. It's interesting people around the world somehow find us and that's a wonderful thing I and mean, that's what it's all meant to be it's just interesting to me that it's not like we have a huge name like manufacturer x and manufacturer y but there's a lot of people that know about av nation yeah that's pretty cool we could have a larger reach if we want av nation tron no don't all right Harry, how did you get any swag? Yeah, Harry's famous for getting swag at, at shows. Very little, because um, um, I was busy, um, as my legs will attest. Um, you need a better contract next year. You need a better negotiator next year. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I did pick up some capacitive touch gloves from uh, Kramer. Very nice. Um, and uh, the always lovely uh, press kit swag bag from uh, Vadio. Vadio yeah. Um, with the ever-useful bag that got used all day Wednesday and Thursday, I think. Um, but yeah, aside from that, on the swag front, not a whole lot. And I didn't see a lot out. I don't think there is. I really don't get the sense at this show that there is a lot. I see. I, 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 there was a lot of like the pens and, and that sort of stuff out. Coffee is a big thing. Espresso is a big item at this show. Like almost every other booth has, has an espresso. The, I think their version of swag is the refreshment station. Yes. Um, whether it's coffee in the morning or by one, two o'clock in the afternoon, the full bar appearing in many of these booths. I think that is, that's, that's, the, that's the version of swag, that's the draw. Um, I don't think it's as much the hand out something that has our name on it. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, thank you again for all of your work and for flying over to Amsterdam with me. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Mr. McKinney, how can people find you? 
Uh, if anyone wants to find me, Twitter at Jungle Brian. And Mr. Mead. At AV Grump, as I am want to be the popper of bubbles. And and Net AV is his company. So yes. go by there if you're in the Maryland area and give him business. Make Ron happy. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, make Ron happy. Make Ron happy. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Uh, it's been a heck of a week. And my thanks to our underwriters, first and foremost, because they're the ones who support AV Nation. We have a different, uh, a different uh, business model, as it were. Check out our website, avnation.tv. You can find out more about that. Our thanks to, to AV Magazine for letting us one, use their wonderful booth. Uh, they have been absolutely great. Um, for Rachel and, and, and Clive and everybody has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Adrian Cottrell and, and the Daily Do guys, they've supported us through through social media. My guys, all all four of them, George and, and Matt and Harry and, and Brian. So, and, and thank you, the listener and the, and the viewer and the people who read, read our stuff. So... Without you, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you so much. Go by the website if you would please, avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. You will find this very program and a host of others. Don't forget we have a brand new weekly now called Resi Week uh, with a bunch of, of folks uh, coming up here real shortly. We're going to have uh, Ben uh, Bruno from uh, the head of CEDIA on. Uh, Ted Green's coming on and our buddy uh, Todd Kuma is going to be on as well. So avnation.tv, avnation.tv time we have for AV Week.